Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message. Give it up for Jesus. Listen, I want to let you know that don't let nobody tell you that it's okay to go to any old church. The devil is a liar. Don't let nobody tell you that it's okay to go to any old church. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you're in an atmosphere that cultivates faith, and faith arises in you, and the Bible says that it's impossible to please God without it. And this is what happens when, we, when you're in a place where cultivates faith and faith begin to rise up in you and we see miracles. We see signs and wonders. Amen. So you ought to give God a praise this morning. For what he has done. Amen. I, I tell you, I just, I got a lot to say right now, but I don't want to take up too much time. Amen. Amen. Listen, can I testify for a minute? Listen, I was sitting in Pastor Andy's office this morning just kind of studying and reading. And I got a phone call. I haven't even told this to my wife yet. I got a phone call from my oldest daughter. And Hope Forms know that you guys been really praying for her and really interceding and, and just seeing. I, 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 have, I have declared over my children's life that they will be saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, amen? Not just saved and filled with the Spirit of God, but serving God. And I, I, I refuse to see anything otherwise. And I was sitting in Pastor Andy's office this morning, and I got a phone call from her. It was actually, a, a, it was actually the, uh, what we call the, the uh, FaceTime. Yes, sir. It was FaceTime. And she looked at me, and she said, Daddy, I want you to know that I love you. And I said, well, I love you too. And I said, what you doing? She said, I'm on my way to church. <laughs> so you can't tell me what God can't do. The one that was drug addicted, broken, wanting to commit suicide, wanting to give up on life, and we just continue to pray and believe God, to believe that God can do anything. And I get a call this morning while I'm sitting waiting to preach the word of God. And she says, Daddy, I love you. I'm on my way to church. And this is what she said. She said, God is doing something in my life right now. You serve a God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or imagine according to the power that works within you. So whatever you believe in God for this morning, you got to see it. Come on, I'm going somewhere with this this morning. Amen. Amen. Listen, I was, um, I was at work Friday. I was at work Friday, and uh, this is all right for a minute. I'm going to get to the Word of God. I know we ain't got but a little time, amen? But I just, I got to share what the Lord just kind of wanted me. I believe he wanted me to speak it over the house. But I was at work Friday morning when I went in and sat down, and, you know, um, I was sitting around thinking about you guys. I was thinking about this day having to come and stand before you, and the truth of the matter is I, got a, I had a little butterflies that kind of ran up in my stomach. Have you ever felt like that before, you know, when you got to do something that you're not really comfortable in doing? You know, it's been a while since I've been able to stand up before you, especially on a Sunday morning, amen? I thank God for our man of God. I thank God for Pastor Jeremiah. When you have an apostolic anointing on it, you're able to see things in people that they can't even see in themselves sometimes. And when you have an apostolic anointing, you'll be able to push people into their place that God has really designed for them to walk in. And God allows you to do it because that's the apostolic that's on this house that we walk on. Amen. And so I thank God for him. But I was sitting there at the table and butterflies kind of rose up in my stomach a little bit, Pastor Jason. And, and, this, and as soon as the butterflies rose up, this is, what the, this is what the Holy Spirit took me. It took me to Acts 7. 
around the 54th verse, and it says, we, we read about where Stephen had preached the glorious gospel to the Jews. And when he got through preaching this glorious gospel to the Jews, the Bible said, and when they heard these words, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed their teeth at him. And the Bible says that uh, Stephen being full of the Holy Spirit, listen, he gazed into heaven and he saw the glory of God. And then it says, and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And immediately the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, all you need to focus on is the audience of one. <laughs> he said, don't worry about people. All you need to focus on is the audience of one. And let me tell you something, church. If you begin to live your life focusing on the audience of one, let me tell you something. You won't worry about people, what people say about you. You won't worry about what people do. And you definitely wouldn't go around. And sometimes you have to understand when you're focused on the audience of one, that'll keep you from backbiting. That'll keep you from gossip. Yeah. That'll keep you from sowing schism. Hey, when you focus on the audience of one, it'll, it'll help us walk in love. Amen. Come on now. Come on. So I'm standing before you this morning and I'm focusing on him. Because if I don't focus on him, God can't do what he need to do in your lives. Amen. This morning. So I just want you to stand for a minute and focus your applause on the audience of one just for a minute. Amen. Give him praise. Give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. And while you're standing, give the apostles of this house a, give them honor this morning while you're standing this morning. Pastor Jeremiah and Pastor Lisa. We love you, Pastor. We thank God for you this morning. Amen. And keep standing. Amen. <laughs> I got a bit of a lengthy passage of scripture for you this morning. I want you to turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 6, starting at the 8th verse. And I got, a, I got another passage of scripture that we're going to uh, go to after this and maybe another one. God kind of dropped this in my spirit yesterday that I was, as I was studying. But I want us to turn to 2 Kings chapter 6, starting at the 8th verse. I'm going to read all the way to the 20th verse. Just, let's just walk this out this morning. Amen? Amen. The Bible says, now the king of Syria was making war against Israel. And he consulted with his servants saying, my camp will be in such a such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel saying, beware that you do not pass this place. Beware that you do not pass this place for the Syrians are coming down there. And then the king of Israel sent someone to the place which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, none, Lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. I want to take a minute to let you know that no matter where you are, God got your back. <laughs> See, the enemy can't creep up on you. Everything that hits your life has to first pass through the fingers of God. Amen. So he goes on to say, and he said, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And it was told him saying, surely he is in Dothan. Therefore, he sent horses and chairs and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was a, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, at last, my master, what shall we do? And so he answered, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, listen to this, listen, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So the Syrians came down to him. Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, strike this people, I pray with blindness. 
And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And now Elisha said to them, this is not the way, nor is the city. Follow me and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. The teacher want to come out of me right now. (laughs) So it was when they had come to Samaria that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes and they saw. And there they were inside Samaria. I want you to turn also to uh, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, starting at the the 15th verse, amen? The 15th verse of Ephesians 1. And this is what it says. It says, therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And listen to what Paul prays for the church. That God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Listen to what this says. This is the key verse right here. And the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And listen to this. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Put Matthew six twenty two. I kind of just dropped in my spirit yesterday. Six. I want to look at it in the King, the new living translation. If you can put it in the new living translation, because it speaks to what I'm, trying to talk about this morning the new living translation amen here we go jesus is talking to the disciples he said your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body okay when your eye is good your whole body is filled with light that word good can also be translated as healthy when your eye is healthy, I want you to, I want to declare over your life today, church, that the eyes of your heart is going to be enlightened today, that you're going to see things in a new spiritual way that you have never seen them before. Eyes are going to be open this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Spiritual eyes are going to be open this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're here today with natural eye trouble, your natural eyes are going to be open today in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm speaking this over this house. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise. Thank you for your word, God, that is good. Thank you for your word, Father, that gives us hope. Thank you for your presence today, almighty God, that gives us hope. And Father, I pray today as your word is preached today, Father, move me out of the way that you may have your divine way in the lives of your people today. I pray that eyes will be open, that hearts will be open today to see things the way that you truly desire for us to see them, Father. And it's in Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. You may be seated. Give God a hand clap this morning. So probably about two years ago, I began to have trouble with my eyes. I began to have trouble with my eyes, and I realized that I couldn't see things up close. I could see them from a distance pretty good, not too good, but pretty good. But I realized when I sat down to read or look at something uh, that was close, I I really couldn't see it that well. And, And so I realized that I had begun to be farsighted. And farsighted is pretty much when you, uh, when, when it's hard to focus on things when they are right in front of you. Yeah, farsighted is when it's hard to focus on things when, they're, when it's right in front of you. And sometimes when you're farsighted, you got to kind of hold your head back a little bit in order to refocus so you can see things a little bit clearer. And I realize that this is how it is sometimes in life, amen? When, when the realities of troubles and hardship, when they're right in front of you, sometimes it's hard to focus. 
<laughs> it's hard to focus on things. And, and what, you, what we have to do sometimes is we have to hold our head back or we have to take a step back in order to refocus so we can analyze things from a different perspective. And that's what we do sometimes. It's, it's hard to focus when, when, when the light bill is, is, it, it can't be paid. It's hard to focus sometimes when we're having trouble paying our mortgage. It's hard to focus sometimes when the kids are acting crazy. It's hard to focus sometimes when we don't have enough money in the bank. It's hard to focus sometimes when life hits us and, and we don't know what to do and we get like the servant and say, alas, master, what will we do? And it's hard to focus. And church, I'm telling you, God is speaking to us today and telling us that it's time to take a step back and refocus and refocus and stop looking at what's right in front of us and start looking what God, looking at what God can do. Start looking, stop looking at things with the natural eye and start looking at things with your spiritual eyes. Amen. And so when I got farsighted, you know, I had to go to the doctor, amen. I had to go and get my eyes checked. And so when I went to the doctor to get my eyes checked, me and the lady, the nurse, well, I guess the, uh, the assistant of the eye doctor, she came in. I went, then I came back a week later, and I was able to get my glasses. And I was trying my, my, my glasses on. And when I began to try them on, I told her, I said, I can't see through them. I can't, I can't see through them very well. I can't focus. And she said, well, Mr. Slaughter, you know, you just, just try them on and, and see what they do. Walk around with them. She told me to put them on for a minute. So I walked around a little bit with them on and walked outside, went to the truck, came back in. And I told her, I said, ma'am, it's hard for me to focus. It's hard for me to focus with these glasses on. And me and her kind of di dialogued a little bit because I had prayed 360 some you know, dollars for these glasses and I was kind of mad that I couldn't see through them. <laughs> I was getting a little upset. Hey man, I had paid all these money for these, these, these glasses and now I can't see through them? I can't focus through them? And this is what she told me. She said, Mr. Slaughter, she said, we have given you the right prescription. We have put the right amount of medicine in your glasses. And we have done everything we can to do in order for you to see clearly through these glasses. And this is what she said that really stuck out to me. She, she said, Mr. Slaughter, the more you wear them, the more your eyes will adjust to them. And immediately when I sat down to write this intro, this week, I realized is this was so parallel to our spiritual lives. Church, I want you to understand something. You see, beloved, God has already given us the right prescription for everything we need to live this life of faith. God has already given us the right prescription. He's already given us the right amount of medicine in our lives to live by faith and not by sight. How do I know that, church? Because he saved us. He washed us in the blood of the Lamb. He raised us up from the dead, and he brought us to life. He poured out his spirit in us and gave of his word to fix our spiritual eyesight as we live in this old world and when we face difficulties in this life. But sometimes, church, we have to adjust our eyesight. We have to adjust our eyesight. And I want you to take a minute to look at your neighbor and say, get your eyesight right this morning. <laughs> Matter of fact, this is the title of my sermon, adjusting your eyesight. Amen. Adjusting your eyesight. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5, chapter 5, verse 7, it says this, for we walk by faith and not by sight. I love what the TPT version says. It says, we live by faith and not by what we see with our eyes. <laughs> now, I know there may be a lot of theologians in the house this morning, but I just want to keep it simple for us. We are the people of God, church, and he has called us to trust him through faith. No matter where we are in our current lives and no matter what the reality of our current situation may be. He's called us to live by faith. Amen. 
He, he's called us to walk by faith and not by what we see in the natural. And this is the life of a Christian because the Bible tells us that the just shall live. So this morning, I just come to give you a word. Stop looking at things in the natural. And it's, start, it's time to start looking at things in the spirit. Amen. 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 <laughs> See, I, I like to get real. Is it okay if I get real a little bit? I ain't trying to tell all my business. But I will tell you this. Is that God has... Everything I have in my life now has been my has been through faith in God. It's been trusting him to do the impossible. It's been trusting him to do what I could not do in the natural. Amen. Let me let me let me let me put it in your lap for you. When you don't make enough money to pay the bills, but instead the bills are being paid supernaturally anyway. <laughs> when your bills over exceed your paycheck. When your bills over exceed your income and yet God still blesses you with the best. Come on, somebody know what I'm talking about? When you don't, when you can't see what's coming in, it's not, what's coming in is not enough pertaining to what's going out. But God still provides supernaturally. I'm talking about my life this morning. Amen. I'm talking about my life this morning. And so that's what God has called us to live, church. Amen. Let me, let me, let me say this to you. Faith, I want you to listen to this because I'm a teacher. So, you know, you might, I might not get a lot of shouts and jumping. That's all right. But I'm going to get them kind of looks like. I love them kind of looks when it's like. I never thought about that. I love them looks. Now I know I got you then. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. But listen, faith is the eyesight of the soul. It has the unique power to receive from God. Listen, listen carefully. I want you to get this. Faith is the eyesight of the soul and it has the unique power to receive from God the invisible light of spiritual truth. So faith is what you Faith is the substance of things hopeful and everything of things not yet seen. Amen. So when we walk by faith, even though it hasn't manifested yet in our life, but we see it manifesting in the coming future. And, 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 and this is the thing. Faith says that it's really there. It's not a figment of your imagination what you're hoping God for. It's the reality of what God is going to do in your life. And faith says it's there. I can't touch it. I can't see it. But by faith, I know it's there. All I have to do is walk into it. The, inter the tongues and interpretation this morning was to what? To believe. I know I'm preaching in the will of God this morning, amen? It was to believe him for the impossible. Church, God is calling abundant life right now in this season to believe him for the impossible. To believe him for things that you, have, that you cannot believe him otherwise. That's why it tells us the now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything that we can think or imagine, I hope y'all can get with me this morning for a minute. Let me say this and I'm going to move on. The Bible says that faith, we've been given a measure of faith. Amen. Faith has a lot to do with your imagination. Okay. So we've been given the gift of imagination. We can imagine things before they come to pass. Amen. This church had to be imagined before it was built. The cell phone had to be imagined before it was made. Everything that you see in the natural first was an imagination. Okay. Let me tell you how the enemy, how 
hijacks the gift of God. Let me tell you how the enemy will hijack the very gift that God has given you. This is what he does. See, when the light bill can't be paid or the mortgage can't be paid or you run into trouble or you run into certain things, it hadn't manifested yet, but you imagine that it's going to be bad anyway. And as soon as you imagine the worst, fear creeps up. And it hadn't even came to pass in your life yet. Y'all, this is too much. Because you are, the enemy is making you imagine the worst. He's making you imagine something that's going to happen and you've already deemed that it's going to be bad. Even though it hadn't came, you hadn't lost a house yet, you're just a couple of months behind on the mortgage. I'm getting real. I don't care, I'm getting real. Because some of us are there. But I'm trying to help you adjust your eyesight this morning, amen? So what you've done is you've imagined something that hasn't taken place yet. The very gift of faith is that you can imagine what God can do. That you imagine what God is doing before it even takes place in your life. That's what faith is. That's why the Bible tells us it's impossible to please God without it. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and what? He's a rewarder. I hadn't been rewarded yet, but I believe that God is my rewarder. And that he will reward me, amen? You following me this morning? Since faith is the eyesight of the soul and has the unique power to receive from God the invisible light of spiritual truth, like the eye, faith does not create reality but instead receives information from the true nature of things. In other words, church, the more you begin to look at your life through the eyes of faith, you begin to see the true nature of your situation. Yes, sir. And you see, church, the true nature of your situation is this, that God is a very present help in your time of trouble. The true nature of your situation is God is your provider in your time of lack. The true nature of your situation is God is making a way when you can't see no other way. That's the true nature of your situation this morning. I can't see it, but I believe it. Say that to yourself. I can't see it, but I believe it. So that brings us to our text today. And what jumped out to me is when I read, when I read this is that we have two people in the same situation. But one saw their problem through the eyes of fear and the other saw their problem through the eyes of faith. <laughs> Here Elijah is saying, don't fear. But his servant is saying, oh, what are we going to do? It's almost like you it's almost like us sometimes when we, we're saved and our spirit man is believing God, but sometimes our flesh rise up and says, Ooh, I don't know about this. <laughs> sometimes we rise up and say, Oh, fear kicks in. And it makes me think about the servant of Elijah and Elijah. Elijah represents your spirit man, and the servant of Elijah represents your fleshly or your natural man. And we battle from time to time with that man, amen? We battle from time to time, but I believe this story is showing us, even though we see the reality of our situations, even though we see the things that we're going through, but God has put an army around those things that have surrounded us. And even though we can't see them, the reality is that God is there. God is there. And so you have to start looking at things through the lenses of faith. Listen, church, we have to stop looking at life through the lenses of fear. Yeah, we have to stop looking at life through the lenses of doubt. We have to stop looking at life through the lenses, listen, through the lenses of lack. Because we look at life sometimes through the lenses of lack. When we need to look at life through the lenses of more than enough that God is able. Amen. I can't see it in the natural, but I can see it in the spirit. I can't see it in the natural, but I serve a God that can make this thing manifest in my life exactly when I need it and in on time when I need it. Amen. We have to stop looking at life through the lenses of poverty. 
poverty mindset. That's what I love about pastor. He kicks that devil in the mouth every time he gets up here. Sometimes I love to see people come in with a poverty mindset. They cringe when they get in here sometimes. Because what is this doing? It's creating. It's, 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 you, you walked into an atmosphere where faith is. And it's breaking a religious spirit off your life. And the moment you stop looking at your life through the eyes of poverty and start looking at your life through the lenses of faith, that's when you see God do the miraculous in your situations. Amen. That's why we see so many testimonies of God doing wondrous things with people's finances because the atmosphere has cultivated an atmosphere of faith in you. And your sight changes. Your vision changes. Amen. We have to stop looking at we have to stop looking at life through the lenses of uncertainty and hopelessness and start looking through the lenses of faith and you will see the glory of God. So I got three things I want to try to give you this morning, amen. Just real fast. I'm not a preacher, I'm a teacher. So just bear with me, amen. Number 1, listen. Seeing through the eyes of faith. That's what I want to talk about real fast. Number one, seeing through the eyes of faith causes us to believe what God's word says over what our situation looks like. Notice what Elisha told his servant. He says, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I want you to notice that Elijah gave his servant a reason not to fear. This was not empty hope or wishful thinking. The word of God is not empty hope. The word of God is not wishful thinking. Amen. It was a real reason for confidence even if the servant could not see it in the natural. Elijah gave his servant a word. He was giving his servant something, in other words, to hang on to. You see, I want you to know something about God's word. God's word gives us a reason not to fear. God's word gives us a real reason for confidence in the midst of real problems. <laughs> you see, I like to look at God's word as our spiritual bifocals. As our spiritual bifocals. Listen, that strengthens our spiritual senses. The word of God tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God helps us get our vision clear. And there's too many believers looking at life through the lenses of their natural eye. And it's time for us to start looking at life through the lenses of God's word. Amen. You see, the more we focus on God's word, the more our spiritual eyesight is strengthened. And when we're surrounded by tough times, we're able to see the victory beyond our present circumstances. You see, Elijah's servant got a word from God that helped him see beyond his present circumstance. Amen. And this is what I want to say to you this morning. The Bible tells us, even though if you're going through something, if you're, if you're dealing with some things this morning, if life and the hardships of trouble are right in front of you this morning, I want you to know this. The Bible says, yet in all these things you are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The word of God says that we shall, what, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who in the world can be against us? The Bible tells me that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So the word of God is important when you say. It's important that we stay in the word of God. Live in the word of God. Wake up in the morning in the word of God. Amen. Meditate on the word of God. Everything we do should be speaking the word of God. Sometimes I go around guys on my workplace and they hate to see me coming. Because see, I don't let them speak into my life. I don't let the world speak into my life. I take authority and speak in the world's life. So when you get around me and you start speaking doubt, uh-uh, nope, uh-uh. The devil is a lie. I don't, I don't, not in my atmosphere. <laughs> Not in this atmosphere. You can go over there in a corner, but right here in this atmosphere, we got faith over here, baby. 
We speak in the word of God right here, baby. When you walk into this atmosphere, you won't mess around and get saved. You're going to mess around and get delivered. Demons going to cry out in this atmosphere, baby. Faith going to rise up in this atmosphere. I'm not boasting, but I'm telling you, I was listening to Pastor Luke the other day, and he was talking, he was talking about everywhere we go, we should be sharing the gospel. The four men that I work with, let me tell you something, I don't give them the chance to not be saved. You're going you gonna to work with me, you're going to get saved. I got one fella, praise the Lord, the Lord got him, I don't. But I've been preaching to him so long now, he done got saved, praise God. I'm working on the other guy. Why? Because I have made up in my heart to every time we talk, I'm speaking the word of God. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not listening or dialoguing with him about fear, doubt, what's going on in the world. I don't care what's going on in the world. Let me show you what's going on in the kingdom, baby. Amen. Come on, somebody, give him praise. Give him praise. Let me give you a couple of reasons why the word of God is is so important when it comes to our spiritual sight. And I don't even know if I'm going to get through with this message today. But let me give you a couple of reasons why the why the word of God is so important to our spiritual sight. Because without the word of God, listen to this. And this this is reality. Listen to this. It's possible for your spiritual sight to grow dim. Yeah, your spiritual sight can grow dim. Amen? And the moment your spiritual sight starts to grow dim, then you can't see anymore. When your spiritual sight starts to grow dim, you you won't believe the word of God anymore. (laughs) When your spiritual sight begins to go dim, you won't believe God for anything anymore. Because that's how important the word of God is. It strengthens our spiritual sight. So it's possible sometimes that the, uh, 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 it's possible for our spiritual sight to grow dim. The Bible says that the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Amen. Number two, Proverbs 29, 18 in the King James Version says this. My people perish for lack of vision. They perish for lack of vision. Listen to this. Backsliding always starts with a lack of spiritual sight. That's where it starts at, with a lack of spiritual sight. When we stop stop hungering for the word of God. See, you have to pay attention to your spirit, man. Because he prompts us to get in the word. But your flesh will say, no, I don't have time. Your flesh will say, no, I got something else to do. When 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 you're following your spirit, man, your whole life will be prioritized around it. Your whole life will be, will be set around what you do. Or set around the word of God. Amen? And so backsliding always starts with a lack of spiritual sight. Listen to this. Without the word, your revelation begins to grow dim. <laughs> with, with the vision, listen, when the vision fades, the feelings fades. And the passion fades. And the fire goes out. That's, that's how important this, the word of God is, amen? The, 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 listen to this. The revelation grows dim. When the vision fades, the feelings fade, and the passions fade, and the fire goes out. Number three, whatever we, we become, whatever we look at the most. Yeah, we become whatever we look at the most. If we behold Jesus, we become more like Jesus. I think this is the problem with the church today. Because we look at too many other things instead of focusing on the master more. The more we behold the master, the more we become like the master. And the more we become like the master, the more we love each other. The more we walk in unity. 
Uh huh. The more we respect our authority, spiritual authority, amen. The more we walk in a purpose. So the more we behold him, the more we become like him. That's why Jesus tells us if we abide in him, he will abide in us and we'll do what? Bear more of much fruit. I think that's a problem with churches today. That's why I love this church because there's a level of love that operates in this house. Amen. And I want to say this to you. It's a combination of things that brings in the glory of God. The, the dancing, the praising, the worship, all that works together. That, that's great. We love it. But I'm going to tell you something. God is looking at unity. He's looking at how much we love one another. He's looking at how much we backbite and talk about one another. He sees these things. But that's what I love about this church. I hope I'm not hurting nobody's feelings this morning. But... Praise the Lord if I am, amen. But sometimes this is what we have to learn in the house of God that we have been called to be one. Amen. And we're called to love each other as Christ loves us. And walk in that love. And I believe that that's why we see the power of God show up in this house every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Tuesday. Why? Because we, we, we come with one accord. So you ought to give God a praise this morning for being in a house like this. Number two, seeing through the eyes of faith causes our perspective to change in the midst of our situation. I've seen a lot of believers saved and on their way to heaven but their perception is messed up. We look, we look, at, we look at the natural world. We, we focus, we walk according to the flesh more than we walk according to the spirit. And if we live according to that, I want you to know that Paul is talking to the church when he says this in Romans. He said, those who live according to the flesh, what, set their minds on the things of the flesh. Those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. And it's important that we understand when we live in the flesh, if we walk in the flesh, everything we do is governed by the flesh. Our life is governed. Listen, our life is governed by our circumstances when we walk in the flesh. <laughs> That's why you can see people come in here when everything is going good with them. They shout and jump and praise. But as soon as they have a problem, that's what? They down. They're not feeling well. You can barely get them to raise their hands in the house of God. Why? Because they are governed by their circumstances. We're not called to be governed by our circumstances. We've been called to be governed by the Spirit. That's why the Bible says, but those who walk in the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. That's why you can see people come in here dancing and shouting, and they, you don't know what's going on in their life. Y'all all right this morning? Whew. My God. Seeing through the eyes of faith causes us to change our perspective. Causes our perspective to change in the midst of our current situation. Because this is where the man, notice what happens in verse 17. Because this is where the man got a new perspective about his current situation. It says, Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. The first thing I want you to pay attention to in this verse is that Elijah didn't pray for God to get him out of the situation. He prayed that God would open the young man's eyes in the midst of his situation. In other words, Elijah asked God to change this boy's perspective about their current situation. Amen. I like to look at it like this. I would like to say that Elijah would say, Lord, let him see what I see. <laughs> Elijah would say, Lord, let him see that you have surrounded the very thing that has surrounded us. Lord, allow him to see that you have already given us the victory in this situation. Oh, Lord, allow him to see no matter what it looks like in the natural, 
that his perspective of you and your power is far more greater than his current reality. I'm preaching good to myself this morning. Amen. I don't, I don't know what y'all folks doing, but I'm preaching good to myself. Praise God. Somebody say I'm in it to win it. <laughs> I'm in it to win it. <laughs> you see, church, God doesn't necessarily want to bring you out of the situation until he can get you to look through the eyes of faith and change your perspective about your current problem. Amen. Faith helps us see our battles in the light of God's victory. Yeah. Faith helps us see our weaknesses in the light of God's strength. Faith helps us see our pain and sickness in the light of God's healing. Faith helps us see our lack in the light of God's provision. Amen. No matter what I'm looking at in the natural, I got to look past what I see and put on my spiritual bifocals and believe God for the best. Believe God for the provision. Believe God for all that I need in my life. Amen. I got to stop looking at what I see and start looking at things in the spirit realm. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Just as our physical eyesight is in the sense that gives us evidence of the material world. Faith is the sense that gives us evidence that our God is a very present help in our time of need. Amen. You getting this this morning? Amen. Praise God. Give him praise. Give him praise. Uh, I've been in a place in my life in this season where God has really begun to press me about faith. To press me about believing him for the supernatural. And, and it's not nothing that you conjure up. It's not nothing that you, that you try to do. Faith is what you choose to believe. Faith comes by knowing who God is. Amen? Faith comes by knowing who God is. The more we know God, the more our faith arises. The more we can trust his goodness. The more we can trust his faithfulness. The more we can trust his hand. And that's why it's so important that we know our God. And when we put faith in God, we can see God do the supernatural in your situation. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I give you praise this morning, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I give you praise this morning, God. There's one more thing that I want to talk about before I let you go. I don't want to hold you long this morning. Number three, it says this, seeing through the eyes of faith gives us confidence, assurance that God is there and he will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. Look at verse 17. It says, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire all around Elijah. You see, God was there the whole time. He was there the whole time. And that's the same way it is in your life. When trouble begins to hit you, things begin to come against you, you have to know that God is there the whole time. He's never left you nor forsaken you, amen? He's there surrounding everything that surrounds you. He's in the midst of it with you. We just have to have faith and know that God is there, amen? You see, the young man thought God had abandoned them. He lost sight of God's steadfast love and he lost sight of God's faithfulness. Sometimes that's what happens in our lives. We lose sight of God's steadfast love and we lose sight of his faithfulness. And we have to remember that God has brought her from so many different things 
I was walking down my, 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 my neighborhood Saturday morning and I was, walk, I was just taking a stroll and I was looking at what God had brought me and I was looking at all the, 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 the blessings that I was, had received from the Lord, amen, and I was just kind of thinking and I was walking down memory lane and I began to jump and rejoice and praise God thinking about where he had brought me from. And the more I thought about where God had brought me from, the more I realized every single situation that I was in, God was there. Every hardship that I went through, God was there. Every pain that I went through, God was there to heal. I couldn't find a place that God hadn't been. I couldn't find, I couldn't look back and not see what God was in the life that I had been through. And I was walking down memory lane and I was saying, Lord, I thank you for what you have brought me. I thank you for what you've done. And I thank you, almighty God, that you would never leave me nor forsake me. See, sometimes you have to take a step back and walk down memory lane. Because see, your current, search, your current situations will make you forget what God done brought you. <laughs> That's what I love about Elijah. Because Elijah said, hey, don't fear. God is here. <laughs> Why? Because he could look back and see what God had done. So many wonderful things all the way up to this point. So Elijah said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Because I see. I can see what you've done for me. I can see what you're doing right now. And God, I'm seeing where you're taking me tomorrow and in my future. Amen. I don't know about you, house, but it's time for you to live by faith. It's time for you to see beyond what you see. And start walking in the promises of God. Amen. Give him praise this morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you this morning. Lord, I worship you this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. We give you praise this morning, Almighty God. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. This morning, I'm believing that God is, I'm believing that God wants to take some time at these altars this morning. Because I know there's, there's so many of us out here that we may be in situations and things may surround us from time to time. Amen. But I just believe that God is wanting to take us to a new season in life where we Stop looking at the natural thing and stop looking at the opposition more than we look at his hand and his power. And more than we look at the bad and what's not good, let's look at what God is able to do in your life. Amen. And it's so important, church, that we begin to walk by faith and not by what we see. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's so important. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.